0: Welcome to From the Friar in our Sister Wives Deep Dive rewatch of Season 1. Starting off the episode today, I wanted to talk about Gwen's Patreon. If you hate this, I'm sorry. It is kind of at the tail end of everyone talking about it. But Leon doesn't know all of the messiness with it. So you know that she has a Patreon. I've shown you a few of her videos.
1: I saw that Gwen does these answer questions from the community type thing or initially it was a little bit more of the details and the inner workings but I think lately she's changed to ask me questions about the latest episode or things that refer to the episode.
0: Well she does a video reaction of an episode from season 17 and then does a Q and a section at the end. So the issue is a Redditor posted bullet points of Things she talked about, and I think it might have been everything that she talked about, but in bullet point form. Honestly, it was better than the videos. I'll just say it because in her videos, there's no sound, nothing going on. It's just her watching a video and reacting sometimes to when something comes up.
1: So Gwen's not doing like uh, a live commentary of no. the video.
0: You okay? I'll get into that, but no. And so I really like the bullet points because quick, easy to read. I get the main points. We're moving on. I get how that's annoying for Gwen, though. Someone taking your entire conversation, giving you the bullet points, but I don't want to sit there for an hour and watch someone watch the episode.
1: So in Gwen's defense, if you are summarizing her Patreon content, that's less individuals that are likely to sign up for your Patreon.
0: Mm, Contrary. So I'm not a big fan of McKelty, but McKelty also started her Patreon. Because of the content I've seen in bullet form format, I would consider subscribing. She interviews her siblings, you get some good stuff.
1: I would be curious to know how much in the first couple of months Gwen made from Patreon.
0: Dude. Someone said she's pulling in 40k a month. What? Because her tiers go up to $25 or $30 a month.
1: 40k a month? is a lot of money.
0: You need to be encouraging people to write these bullet points then because I don't think I'm alone in seeing this content and thinking I would actually like the, to see the interview. Like, body language is a big thing to me. I would like to see the interview as it's happening versus bullet point recaps. Also, many people commented, we didn't even know about the Patreon other than these recaps and I joined because I saw it on Reddit. But I get her annoyance. The word-by-word recap, I get it but I don't think it's appropriate to go after the one Reddit user posting these. That's where I'm kind of like, eh. Maybe say, hey, can you please not take every bullet point? Can you maybe take half or like take some, but maybe not all? Even that feels like it's crossing a weird like fourth wall line.
1: Could you imagine that life change of, I don't even know if Quan had a job before this. Let's say she did and has a college kid, mm-hmm. you're probably working at, you know a a high rotation job which you know could be something like a starbucks a fast food yeah a little bit over minimum wage if not minimum wage and then you make a patreon and that first month we're just gonna assume you're pulling somewhere between 30k Mm -hmm. and 40k that is a huge like just a mental shift and probably she probably didn't know what was going to happen with this Patreon? maybe she's like oh maybe i'll get like 100 people or 20 people and we'll just shoot the shit but then she saw that check and was like holy shit i can make money off this
0: but also she didn't here's where i give her a lot of grace as well in her format and how she does it like it's not my cup of tea but i give her a ton of grace because everyone found out about it before she announced it so she wasn't ready you have thousands of followers immediately first month and you didn't plan to post anything So you had to throw some shit out. I get that. So I don't blame her for that at all. It would rattle me too. But here's where it gets. Would you do anything to put 40k a month in jeopardy? I'm not. I'm not rocking any boat. You want to take this? That's fine. If I have that big of an issue, if it's keeping me up at night, sure, I'll shoot you a message and be like, hey, can you just maybe do like half of it or even that just feels so weird to me. Just let the people, once you make content, it's out in the world.
1: I think we deal with this as well as far as, you know, podcast creators mm-hmm.
0: that,
1: you know, people tune in or listen partly because of the topic. You know, you're talking about their favorite show, their thing, but also a little bit of your opinion. So do you censor yourself in your content? Do you just let it all out? But but then the way this world works, you're going to offend someone no, yeah. no matter what, yeah, always. no matter what, like right now we might be offending someone that's diehard for Gwen.
0: We might be offending Gwen. And I don't even mean to like, I we're like not, her as a person.
1: And we're not trying to offend her. We're just giving just some criticism on what's going on. I think that she wasn't ready for this exactly. response and I get it. Patreon, you got tears. So for some people, great. You feel it's $5 worth of content, $10 worth of content. Fantastic. But from the bigger picture, is it really 40 a month worth of quality?
0: Okay, and this is where this whole big thing I wanted to really talk about was. Okay, we're talking about ethics of taking content. We're talking about paying for content, content that is technically already out there. We're paying for a commentary on content. She says that this user is making a profit off her content. I don't know if she said threatening livelihood. I feel like she didn't, and I'm just adding that, so I don't want to say that, but technically she's making money off of Discovery and her parents' content. So where's that line? Could her parents turn around and say, don't do this? They have, and she said, I don't care. I'm going to do it. So why, like, we're getting into a murky gray area.
1: I guess the difference there is probably the terms are different. Like, Discovery doesn't, there's no terms that say you can't talk about our show, but in Patreon, there's this, you can't post or repost people's content.
0: I don't know if that's even in the terms. I would think it would be right. Like, would I think for sure. I for mean, one? if
1: you're, if you're paying for this sort of a club, this exclusive content, you can't just go around and distribute that.
0: Mm, but she wasn't, she was <laughs> writing down what this person said. I take notes from every episode. There's,
1: okay. You know, that could be a gray area. Yeah. So uh, I don't know.
0: I don't know where I'm going with this. I just felt I needed to clue you in on the Reddit drama.
1: Just to play devil's advocate there, even if that's not in the terms, even from when we've listened to other podcasts, when they mention patrons, they try to stick very high level just because they want that creator to yeah. make money as and well. And I
0: can't blame anyone at all. I don't know. It's such a, she has such a good thing going for her right now. Just ride it out, girl. Make it as great as you can. Enjoy it. It's a great wave. Just ride it.
1: Yeah, it seems like McKelty got the message. Oh, she says, well, she did. you made how much money? Okay, I'm I'm yeah. doing something. I'm surprised other kiddos. Now, mind you, this might create a a sort of too much similar content. I mean, we kind of face that as well, being a mm-hmm. podcaster of a popular show. But if all the kids start making patreons, it's almost like you're really just gonna pick the kiddo that you like
0: yeah that's what i would pay 20 30 bucks in a tier yeah the
1: the oldest kid must have some stories
0: totally but he's such a good person (laughs) that was kind of my big gist that i wanted to kind of get your opinion on this is also one thing i want to talk about she has it's just silence kind of as she's watching the episodes Is it copyright infringement if she doesn't show the episode but plays the audio in the background so we can at least tell what the scene is?
1: We've seen other podcasters that do this where they do a live watch, but those are, are those patrons or are they free? No,
0: they're free on YouTube. And so I'm wondering, so since it's behind a paywall, could she get away with it or at least do it for a while until someone says don't? That
1: is a legality I don't know.
0: I'm just saying she should try it until someone says stop. You're not under NDA. They would try to get you on copyright, but so many other people are talking over the episodes, I think it might be okay.
1: That would be something to look into. I'm not too sure. I think even in some cases there is regulations against having back like just music playing in the background. Yes. That you can't you can't do that.
0: Yeah. Enough ranting. That was a lot for an intro. Do you want to get in? We are Leon every episode is a hitter
1: it's amazing just just think about this for a second how much content they fit into 22 minute episodes fucking incredible some of the greatest brown moments are in these episodes
0: every single episode had key brown lore that we still reference today in season 17 I absolutely love it it's so good
1: Obviously, we're going to deep dive it, but something that is just blatantly apparent the way we keep watching these. Christine did not waver. No. She let it. Every fucking instance that bugged her in some way or she didn't agree with, she voiced it. It's on the fucking record.
0: She always wanted more time. She always wanted Cody to be more understanding and patient, and she says it all the time. What do you mean this divorce came out of nowhere? Sir, I knew she wasn't happy from season 1.
1: This was 2012,
0: 2010-ish. I believe it came out in 2009 or 2010.
1: Even in that moment in time, Christine is telling Cody to step up, like to his yes. face. And On camera. obviously there's there's another moment happening, but that step up moment is referring it that really felt like a Christine Cody mm-hmm. conversation.
0: Also, last episode, Mary saying basically that she's unhappy. She would leave. The only reason she is here is for Leon. I don't remember her ever voicing being unhappy in these earlier seasons. So to hear that, and then we'll talk about the conversations at Lakai. Fancy. I'm surprised how unhappy Mary was. We'll
1: you, know, you know what's wild? I lived in Utah for three years in the military. Mm-hmm. One, oh my I gosh. never heard about Lakai and no. two i'm kind of bummed i never at least went once or us to together
0: yeah we would not go to Lake high in sandy utah how far that's like an hour and a half from us oh no in uh, sandy is it 45 okay yeah it would be it would
1: be you'd have to make a day thing out of it like yeah. it looks pretty cool the cheapest entree was like 48 dollars. yeah
0: you could get pancakes for like 17 dollars though Solid.
1: Oh, you actually, you looked at the brunch oh, menu, yeah. didn't you? Oh, oh I, yeah. didn't, I didn't look at the brunch menu.
0: You know, the way to my heart is brunch. So of course I went to that. Okay. You know what we learned about food in Utah? We learned about the glorious, to this day, one of our top restaurants, Cafe Rio.
1: <laughs> I, I am so sorry that we're on such tangents, but if you haven't tried Cafe Rio. No,
0: everyone's tried Cafe uh, Rio. We're you're... like the only people that didn't know. Also, there's, like, none near us. No. Leon did the Seattle Marathon, and about an hour outside of Seattle, there was one Cafe Rio.
1: They have this, what do they call it, a pork barbacoa? Yes, it's the sweet pork. The sweet pork barbacoa. Oh, my gosh. Get that in a burrito. It's so fucking good.
0: I, we love it so much. I will do copycat recipes so that we can have it for, like, a whole weekend. Okay, we're really going to the episode now. I will timestamp this for you guys. So this is episode five, and this centers around mostly Mary and Cody's 20th wedding anniversary. Before we get into that, we have Janelle, Christine, and Mary going to get a clotter ring for Robin. Did they say how this started? This isn't like a polygamous thing. This is for their family, right? Like they all just started doing it
1: are some of them Irish or have Irish genes well, in them I mean
0: I know Christine likes to enjoy some Scottish romance novels so good for her maybe that's where I mean Clotterings aren't Scottish right they're Irish I
1: believe they mentioned it was an Irish thing okay. Honestly it was probably just like generation to generation that was a thing and it kind of oh my my mom had a Clutter ring, so like it'd be cute if like we had clottering yeah. so they probably just kept it going okay.
0: So they're getting ready. Everyone's kind of walking around the house, gathering the sister wives to go on their shopping adventure. Why did Mary open Janelle's door without knocking on it? This bugged the crap out of me. I am so insulted for Janelle. I understand that it was like just to her living room. But wow, Mary is turning into Cody, just walking right through doors.
1: I mentioned this while we watched it live. This is first wife type energy.
0: Yes. You run I mean, did house.
1: she really knock or It was kind of like in one sequence, like, no. hey, you're ready. Doors open. It
0: was door open. You're ready. No, don't do that.
1: Well, it's interesting because from what we know now, Mary was not a fan of folks using her yes. area to, you to come into her area. Well, they can't use it to transition between homes. Mm-hmm. And she actually didn't like the kids kind of being in her area because they kind of dirty things up.
0: Uh, she so the fact that nice. she
1: just... Waltz is into another you know mom's home is kind of interesting
0: it, it first wife energy you're set. you're perfectly right so they go to the jewelry shop they look at clotta rings there were different price points different metals and it just so happens that the ring with the most detail was the cheapest janelle let everyone know we need to talk about budget reeled them all in and thankfully they all agreed so it wasn't even a big deal Then we cut to Robin's house. She's going through photos and framing. It looks like new black and white, very intense photos of the Browns. She decides to test Brianna. It is Brianna, her nanny, also known as McKelty, sitting in the kitchen. And Robin points to a photo. Who's that? Mary, Mama Mary. We get to Cody. She says, who's that? Brianna in her sweet little voice says Cody, which would in a normal family be totally fine and appropriate. Quickly is corrected, no, daddy.
1: You also notice that Robin already has family photos of the Browns.
0: Yes, they all took family photos.
1: It's just interesting how their their whole courting system works. It's, I mean, really, if you ask someone to court them and it's going pretty okay, it's basically a done deal. Like, you're joining our family. You're a part of our family.
0: The fiance step is very big. It's
1: just we're really just waiting for a marriage like the fiance thing it's a thing but we're, we're gonna be married
0: so one of the highlights of the episode for me personally i made you pause it we broke this down for 15 minutes there is a black and white photo of cody and robin in a park Playing a game of chess or checkers across from each other as the other wives gather around, look intensely, with Janelle pointing out a move that one of them could do.
1: And Christine looks very intense, very focused.
0: I have to point out that there were no pieces on this board. There was literally nothing there but the board that is part of the park table.
1: What is this photo shoot?
0: It was one of the funniest photos I've ever seen. Also because the photographer thought this is a moving photo and it needs to be in black and white.
1: Honestly, I don't even want to blame the photographer because this is like some shit the Browns would do. They would say, oh, I'm going to bring that giant like (laughs) chessboard. (laughs) Oh, we forgot the pieces. Oh, it's fine. We'll just make it work. Okay, I
0: can see that totally. I don't know if that's something
1: I'd frame. I know you took other (laughs) photos. Why don't we frame those without the chessboard?
0: Well, Robin, she lets you know why. She says, it's funny because sometimes we worry and there's nothing there. Smiles and walks away. So get it? Get the metaphor. You're worried about things and they're not even there. Just like the checker pieces.
1: This is the browns trying to create symbolism in something where there's really nothing there no
0: it was a very weird photo that was not you cannot sell to me that that was the purpose of that photo you came up with that after the photo was taken to explain why this weird photo exists we cut to a scene of leon complaining about public school to mary and cody
1: initial red flag their Plig School is not accredited.
0: No. And you would have to get a GED if you continued through high school in Plig school. You're making more obstacles for your child. It
1: they are because uh, let let's say the kid didn't have good schooling, or maybe it was okay. They still had to go get a GED. Now you're probably going the long track. Like, what if this kid has long, big goals, right, for their life mm. and Maybe they have to start at like community college, which honestly, not, a, not a bad, oh, not no, a bad I'm choice, a save a lot, save a lot of it. money, but maybe their aspirations were big. Like, oh, I want to go to like Stanford, like a big university. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, like this whole process is going to add roadblocks to you because you need additional things to get in.
0: Also, there's not like the AP classes or all of these other things right, that to, you to prep kind you. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And put on an application and just all this other stuff that looks really nice to university. So I feel like I'm kind of doing them a disadvantage. I don't know. It just seems like it's more work in the end for the kiddo to get to maybe what they want. And that's kind of what this conversation is about is about Leon wanting to join the military needs. a. I don't know. Is this real? Okay. You were in the military. You want to go to the Naval Academy. Do you need a letter from the governor?
1: I, I believe that's correct. Oh, really? I, I thought that it, was a weird lie. I think, I think it's more <laughs> of it helps in selection.
0: Okay. Just to say like, this is an outstanding kid. This is, I mean, let's say
1: all these kids have, volunteering good grades okay yeah but you and like 100 other kids also have that like you you need more more things to make you uh, stand apart
0: which is a weird thing so this person in this high government position can say this is a good person but they like never met you and you've never worked with them you didn't do an internship in their office
1: right that's just it's just the world we live in i know it is fascinating and a good representation of not to say kids are wrong when they're trying to define their future, but just how much their future can change.
0: Oh, yeah. And especially at that age.
1: It's also fascinating that Leon was the one that wanted to go from public school back to their plague school, mm-hmm. but is one of the few brown children that went to um, advanced education. Yeah. I believe Leon has their bachelor's maybe master's no they have
0: their master's i think they're going for they either have their master's or they're in a program right now excuse me so they're either going for their master's or they're going for their phd
1: but it's fascinating like you go from i want to go back to this plague school that's not accredited to i'm going to eventually get you know bachelor's master's maybe phd like it's it's just fascinating something else that was more interesting they mentioned they wanted to go to Annapolis because they have a medical school.
0: Yes. So basically, the way Leon described their kind of life plans, life goals, is essentially the almost exact plan that Hunter ended up following. It's pretty wild. That is wild. And He has a doctorate in nursing, and he's back in Vegas, and it's crazy. Like, Hunter's out here wrestling and beating up his siblings.
1: <laughs> right, you don't see you know, nurse or doctorate of nursing yes. there. You see a, you know, just a kiddo beating up his, his siblings.
0: <laughs> so it's kind of crazy to see how that worked out. Small side note, Leon and I lived near Annapolis. We lived
1: right by this town called Odenton. Yes. In, in Maryland. Maryland
0: for Mead.
1: Right? Yep, exactly. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so we
0: lived in Fort Mead for six months. Very fun. I don't know. I liked being in another branch's base. It was cool. Got to meet new people and of different branches.
1: The East coast is a vibe. It's
0: so fun. Honestly, it's cool. We had friends, other military friends that were in the area and they took us to DC. It was the most fun clubbing night we've ever had.
1: If someone's in DC and knows what we're talking about, there is like a four or five story club where each level changes the style of music that's playing yeah if you know what that club is called please send hit we us up on twitter tried
0: to find it hit
1: us up on twitter now from the friar because i think we tried to find it and had no success no. it was so much fun there
0: at the end of this conversation with leon cody turns to mary and asks so no more secrets i thought you were pregnant what a piece of shit like honestly a woman that is dealing with fertility issues cannot get pregnant has wanted eight children Come on. Why would you say that?
1: You really dislike this on a live watch. Yes. My thought to that was if your child has a secret, I was surprised he didn't just say, oh, I thought Leon was going to tell me they were pregnant. Like, why did you default to <laughs> the woman dealing well, with infertility issues might be pregnant?
0: I think it was more like, hey, we need to talk about something, but never like said, hey, Leon oh, wants I to see. talk to you about I something. See. So I, I, can I see, think I can that's see that. more where that came mm-hmm. from. Now, we finally get to see them getting ready for their 20th wedding anniversary. Mary says, it's a new place she's never been. I have to really dress up. We then cut to Cody, who also is noting he really needs to dress up. He's aggressively walking down the hallway, and he shows us his hair routine, which was very strange.
1: It was like some spray that thickens the hair, maybe?
0: I think it added volume, and okay. then, but then you smash it all down with the towel. So I don't know where we're going with this. This is also where we find out that they're going to go to Mexico to get away for their anniversary. Mary mentions that things have been harder recently. Things have been strained. And this is another one of those things I just never remembered. I don't remember her talking about the struggles this early on.
1: It is odd that besides Janelle, they're voicing that there's struggles. And I wonder if that's a connection with Robin.
0: I think so. I think it made initial maybe smaller problems way bigger.
1: Later on, we'll get into it. But they mentioned this whole, how much time should you be spending with Cody? And I'm just curious if at this moment in time, Cody's just spending way more time with Robin. They might just say a night, but that might just be for television.
0: Okay. I can't believe that she's already in the rotation. Not even married yet. You're saying, oh, I can't live with a married man. It's not right. You're stealing time from his wives already. You might as well just live with the married man. You are living with the married man. You're telling me they're not poking. No, there's no way. He was driving five hours, staying overnight. Moved this woman. Now he's staying overnight closer. No. They finally make it to Lakai. And what else do you want to talk about at your anniversary dinner than jealousy and the new wife?
1: I would imagine... So we we haven't hit our 10 year of marriage but I would think I don't I don't I don't know. No. I don't I don't want to be negative but I have a feeling a decent amount of anniversary dinners could kind of go some type of route like this.
0: I think so because it's probably a very it's one of the very few times you have alone with Cody. There's always kids around. You're always doing something. You're always focused on other things. You have Cody right in front of you, no distractions. I also can see that.
1: I also want to say it's a moment where, if you've tried to bring this up in the past, it's a a moment where he can't run.
0: Exactly. He notoriously leaves conversations. Can't leave the table. He can't leave me at the restaurant.
1: It is interesting to watch this back and see moments where Cody doesn't have an answer for things or... Mm -hmm. He he fumbles his words or he might just uh, sort of stare into the ground, just kind of like eyes, just really a blank stare. Yeah. I say this because I do this sometimes, too. But (laughs) just seeing it in Cody and just the the comparison to now where he's very, like, firm and stern of everything he does and there's always an answer for something. And to way back then where he was more quiet and he's like, Mm -hmm. well, he's like, how do I even say this?
0: Mary tells the camera, I don't think he understands me or what I'm going through. Then we start the awkward fireworks on the table. Mary brings up the jealousy issues and she brings up a good point, though Cody did not like this point. She asks, if I gave attention to another guy, how would that make you feel? I, I think
1: the wording was, it was just odd. I, like... That it's I I get she's trying to compare the position that she's in. I just I just feel like you could say something like I don't get enough time with you.
0: But that never resonates with him. He's like, well, that sucks. I think what she's trying to do is make any sort of attempt at him having empathy. Mm -hmm. Just look at my situation for a second. And he's incapable.
1: Right. He doesn't he, he never validates Mary's feelings.
0: He would be so much better of a partner if he could literally just have an ounce of empathy. Cody responds with, it's not something I'm comfortable imagining. The vulgarity of thinking of you with two husbands sickens me. Mary asks for an acknowledgement of those feelings. Cody says, I get that you're jealous and I understand. I don't think he understands. The fact that he's already giving Robin so much time, he does not understand.
1: He did an interesting statement that it just it just stayed in my mind that if I agree or sort of agree to what you're saying, I'm basically saying what I'm doing is wrong.
0: Mm -hmm. And he's not willing to do that. Right. Cody says that he's surprised by the contradiction between Mary being excited about Robin and the jealousy of Robin joining the family. I mean, I can understand that. You're excited about this new portion of all of your guys' lives, but then when it really happens and you see, I mean, how that changed to the family, that's not great.
1: I find it a bit odd. They already have a fairly large family that seems to be, for the most part, thriving. And I get it, right? You got to be on a show. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. the reason you're on the show now. Robin comes along. But if you know you have these jealous tendencies and Mary makes it seem like it's not even just slight jealousy. Like it could be a problem. Yeah. If we take what they say at face value, Mary's the one that's sort of recruiting another wife to join them. I'm like, why are you doing that when you know you're a jealous person? Mm-hmm. This, they're going to take time away from you and your husband. Like what, what are you doing? It's kind of more evidence to me the saying that like Mary really wasn't the recruiter.
0: I'm torn because I get your point of that because that makes no sense if, you're super jealous. Why would you recruit Robin? There's a theory I read, man, months ago, so I could not give credit, but there is a theory that this was her gift to Cody because their relationship was struggling. I I don't mean to say it as gross as that sounds as Robin being the gift, but being like, okay, I'll allow you to have another wife if that means you're happier and then that happiness will trickle down to our relationship.
1: I mean, that theory mimics what Christine mentioned. Like, oh, if you're having issues, get another wife.
0: Yes. That's so not, that's not I too kind far of, off. I'm torn. And I also always hate saying Mary was the bait. That's weird.
1: It is weird. And I'll stick to my opinion that I don't think Mary was the... I don't care what the Browns say. I just... I mean, we know Cody. No, he he's going to spin it in a way where, you know, she just, you know, told me to go talk to her. I'm like, okay, sure.
0: Do you want to know a creepy fact about them, though? What's they up? were courting Mary and Cody, a 17-year-old at one point. And they were supposed to marry her when she turns 18. And she said, hell no.
1: Is there a link somewhere? I need to read this.
0: I hope I'm not spreading rumors. <laughs> I will send you a link, but you tell me if this is reliable. Take
1: everything on this podcast with a grain of salt. Yes, because (laughs) a
0: lot of it is what I read, and I'm not fact-checking. So maybe I should put that disclaimer at the start of shows of just, you know, entertainment purposes. Be cautious if you're repeating (laughs) this information to your friends. (laughs) Okay, then the saddest freaking quote. Cody asks, Mary, essentially, why stick it out then? If you're so jealous, you're not happy. Mary says... The big family and the kids that love her is the reason that she's still here. Mary tears up at this point and says, if I think of our family of 21 going down to a family of three, that would be empty. That is so sad because it's a really a family of two.
1: Yeah, it's really a family of two. And it's, it's interesting to see just how sad Mary is in this thought process. But look at the last couple years of Coyote Pass. Mm -hmm. Mary's really been on her own. She's got friends. She goes on some trips. But from a family perspective, there's not much going on.
0: No, she was driving herself to her mother's hospital stay when she passed away. I mean, she didn't have anyone, a sister wife, her husband, no one to go with her. Talking about how much we jammed into one episode at this time period... We, in this episode, we also get to see the trip to Mexico.
1: It's amazing. Just, just compare that to current episodes of Married at First Sight.
0: Oh, like the 23 episodes we're getting, a
1: season. We left for the trip. We enjoyed the, the, the.
0: No. You know,
1: the anniversary yeah. gift and we came back.
0: Yeah, exactly. All in.
1: 22 minutes.
0: Yeah. Oh, in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so me and you both noticed when you're on vacation, you can show skin. Oh, yeah. She's wearing a spaghetti strap dress, a dress that went above her knees, and wore a bathing suit. It's exotic. I, but I don't get it.
1: It's like, ooh, baby, nobody knows this here.
0: You don't need to wear three <laughs> shirts in Lehigh. You can just wear one. They're enjoying a drink. You were asking if they were virgin drinks. I don't think so. I think they always enjoyed a cocktail, if I remember right.
1: I don't even think they ever mention it outright. I just maybe assumed they didn't drink, but they do.
0: Yeah. Cody drops the bomb. For our anniversary gift, which I thought was the trip, but as an additional gift, we should try in vitro fertilization. Mary did not have a reaction.
1: This is the example of a husband that can't read the room.
0: No, at all. In the first episode, I think she said, I've come to peace with this. This is just my life. And now Cody wants to do in vitro fertilization as Leon is what, 16, 15?
1: You know what is interesting? Eventually, Cody adopts Robin's children. Yes. It's weird that that was never on the table for Mary. If, she, if at one point in time, she really strongly yeah. wanted another child to not just go the adoption route.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: I'm just curious if at that moment in time you know, someone's opinion was like I'm not adopting a kid. That's like not my real kid. But now But then you Rob- have like Robin yeah. comes around, circumstances change, now it's okay.
0: Well, because Robin comes with it.
1: It is interesting. I don't think they ever mentioned adoption. It's just something no. that I just took note. I'm like, "Wow, that is interesting."
0: Mary says she doesn't see a point and Cody is floored.
1: He's floored because he has no other gift. He's like, "Shit." Well, I, we went on a trip to Mexico, so that's the gift.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would think that's the gift. So in the most disgusting fashion, Cody to the camera says, I haven't been told no in a strong enough fashion yet. That's... That's not how that works. That's yeah. real gross. The episode ends with Mary and Leon embracing and crying at the airport when they return. Like,
1: okay, I'm curious. I'm curious. So before the show started... I think we're aware that the Brown family had financial issues, right? They Mm -hmm. filed for bankruptcy, you know, trouble getting food. You know, just doing how to you know do things to get kids fed. I don't think they were taking trips to Mexico before the show came around. Like, maybe this is a change in the family. Like, for Leon, maybe this is a big deal because that type of trip hasn't happened.
0: Okay, I can see it. Moving on to episode six. I was annoyed immediately right off the bat, by the way. The opening scene is Cody helping Robin make dinner. You have never seen this man help with any other wife. Any other Cody Airfinger is like housewife chore.
1: Devil's advocate. Was he helping with dinner or was he getting a snack?
0: It was celery.
1: I think he was just cutting some celery for a snack.
0: But he would tell Christine, I bet. Like give me I some celery. celery. Cut me up some yeah. celery, girl. See, already don't like this.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, celery. That's an interesting thing to like love as a snack.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna get so deep into this. That is the weirdest thing to love. Seriously. I mean, it's crispy water.
1: I don't. I don't really believe Robin anything she says, but the fact that I, I believe she mentions that he goes just he'll just go to a wife's yeah. house area and you say, got "You got any celery?" I'm like,
0: what? <laughs> I've never said that about celery.
1: I mean, no calories. No. Throw some peanut butter on that. I guess it'd be something.
0: Yeah, it's good with peanut butter, but just celery. That is the strangest favorite food I've ever heard.
1: I mean, to some people, if you say pickles, it'd be like, ew, pickles. So
0: yeah, but mm. it's there's a flavor. flavor. (laughs) Cody and the wives are sitting on the couch and Christine is very clear. Robin should not be in the rotation at this point of the relationship.
1: What is your opinion? Because we know their opinions now. What is your opinion at this moment in time?
0: Fully agree with Christine. You are not a wife yet. Why do you get wife privileges? I guess is what I'm looking for.
1: I don't have any issue spending time with Robin and her family. But I agree. The way the other wives have described their courtship... Mind you, for the most part, it seems like all of theirs are really short, like mm-hmm. two months, compared to maybe Robin's is four to six months or whatever mm-hmm. it was. But those wives didn't do certain things. In Christine's case, they didn't even kiss before marriage.
0: Yes, there were night, not nights over. And at
1: this point, this is going to be Cody's third wife. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't agree with that. I think. They don't really talk about it because I think part of them are super immature, but they probably Very. they probably don't have sex before marriage. That's mm-hmm. probably one of their things. So obviously, you are definitely not spending a night with a married man. So mm-hmm. the fact that if you're Robin, you are. But the fact that Robin is in the rotation, in some ways, it's disrespectful for your wives. Your wives have put in this amount of time. They're at a certain level with you. Right. You are married. You have this. I mean, I want to say a contract, but like this, this <laughs> that you're bound together in this way. Yeah. You are not that yet with Robin. So to me, it's, it's very much, it's really not fair.
0: She's new here and she acts like she's top dog already. Mary needs to put her in her place. She bullied the shit out of Christine. Or, or the Janelle. way
1: that Robin defends herself and saying like, I don't, oh, I, don't I
0: hated like, that. I don't
1: agree with that. I'd be like, bitch, what do you mean? You don't agree with that. You ain't fucking married. It don't
0: matter what, what you think at this I, point. I,
1: if they were more confrontation, it would be amazing to be I like, no, but that's the you,
0: key of all their problems. They like, are not. Are
1: you guys sleeping together? Cause that's not fucking cool with me.
0: Yeah. Again, she have said that like, right again,
1: then. it's like, unless they communicated those boundaries, like, you're leaving it too open yeah if you said I am not comfortable like
0: Christina I would and I
1: would imagine a wife did voice that to say I'm not comfortable with you spending the night over there and then he says well I gotta do it to get to know Robin and get to know her kids
0: also she, Robin herself echoed that well he needs to get to know the kids I moved here and Mary's like yeah I know like moving is a big deal sure but there is a
1: part of me that thinks they They use the kids too much to defend their actions.
0: Yes, because the kids have no part in this.
1: Like, I've seen Cody do that and Robin.
0: Mm, Exactly. The tender children. Mary says she agrees with Christine and Robin tries to defend herself in a very annoying way. I would pay money to find out what her job was that she had to change and what job she has right now.
1: But did you notice she kind of stumbled when she says job? Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Trust me. Yeah. The dance around the sex topic, which is you need to talk about it. That is a big point of why you probably don't want him spending nights there. And Robin, if she is so gung-ho for this religion and holding Christine to all these fucked up standards now as she's trying to leave, then she should hold herself to standards as she's entering this family.
1: One point I want to make, I think not only just robin having a night in the rotation fam you have your own house here we've all been sharing this house for like 15 years
0: all the kids have probably their own bedroom
1: you immediately have your own house i think something else i love to envision these like alternate scenarios of if you really want to feel as one family it would be interesting if some of the kids moved into robin's house and like her kids had to bunk obviously then you're kind of forming a more relationship with the kiddos true. but you're sort of like sharing a little bit of the load yeah even if it was just like one kiddo from christine's and one kiddo well, it was from probably McKelsey, her nanny that is probably true honestly McKelty is probably like can i please move in with I you know. like, i'm sharing a room <laughs> with like two other people yeah, I could see her. I mean, that. I could
0: see her being like, yeah. Like, rather I'll be, I'll be here. your fucking
1: annie. Uh, I get my own room, yeah. I'm I'm going over <laughs> there.
0: This scene ends with no conclusion, no one they laugh it off, and that's it. We move on to wedding preparation, and Robin says it would be fun to include everyone in the wedding preparation. A key point. Breadcrumbs as I like to say. We'll come back to this. We start at the flower shop and Christine wants a shoulder corsage, which was the one she pointed out in the book was wild. It pinned to the front and it had a flower draped over her shoulder down her shoulder blade. I didn't even know those existed.
1: The Browns have just a really interesting choice of style, decorations, like they're just a nutty group.
0: (laughs) I need to know if. The brown dresses are a play on their name, or they really thought brown was a great color okay. for a wedding.
1: They are fairly corny. It's probably a play on their name. I think
0: it's a play on the name too.
1: But if this is just my opinion, everyone else could have their own. <laughs> and please give me your insight. I think a brown dress is so fucking ugly.
0: <laughs> I mean, same. Okay, I think one brown, brown dress. Yeah. Fine. Mm. All of them in brown dresses, like the whole family.
1: Like Too even much. even when they were trying them on, I'm like, oh no, why? Why are you in a brown dress? Yes, I know. Like I don't even know. It's like spring, right? They're gonna get married in I like think spring so. or summer, like get... in a
0: in a garden reception. Like brown is not. No, it's not for me. No, I don't own anything brown.
1: I own one brown shirt, and you will not let me wear it. <laughs> You will not let me wear it.
0: Because, okay, here's another thing. When people wear brown-colored leggings that are almost skin-toned, I say, are their cheeks out or is those, are those leggings? Almost can't tell. Right. When you wear that shirt, it's just like, are you wearing a shirt? Right. <laughs> like, just, you have such a beautiful skin tone, bright colors look good on you, and don't wear the brown shirt. Same reason.
1: Even the dress shop was weird. Okay. There was so much shit going on in that dress shop.
0: There was. But before then, just one quick thing. We have the iconic cake testing.
1: Oh, yeah. Wow, I almost forgot about this.
0: (laughs) Everyone tries the cakes. They have strong opinions. They decide it is best if everyone closes their eyes, and then they'll vote on their favorite cakes. Cody takes this opportunity to dance like a maniac. Whatever. I don't know if we needed this, but sure. The white cake with the strawberry filling won. And everyone gives shit to Robin because she picked Cody's favorite.
1: You know why they're doing this?
0: Oh, I I love it. You Uh, are new here. I
1: I love it too, (laughs) but this is just a, a little sample, but it must happen a lot in their group settings where... It's almost like teacher's pet. Like you're just, you're just, you're just gonna agree with anything that Cody says. Like, oh, that's my man. Yep, he said that. I'm, I'm for that.
0: That's a reoccurring thing in the show. The way,
1: the way all of them did it, it was almost, it was like so automatic.
0: Yeah, I love to see it. You are new here. You need a little hazing, (laughs) just a little bit. Honestly,
1: when they describe the almond cake. That sounds. Oh, it didn't so... sound good. Oh, you didn't like no, it. No,
0: I don't like too much almond. Give me like an almond filling, but not almond on almond on almond.
1: Honestly, it kind of sounded fire.
0: I'm surprised because you don't usually eat like nutty things.
1: You was, you said hell no to the carrot cake.
0: No, I said carrot cake is not a wedding cake. That is a nice Easter cake. Right, but, I mean,
1: we're knocking. <laughs> them. I enjoy. We're, it. we're knocking them, but they chose a pretty classic cake, and
0: okay, fine. We know. Okay, 200 people reception. You're telling me there couldn't be different flavors in the layers and everyone could have been happy. Why is it only one flavor?
1: I I was surprised they even have 200 friends. Like (laughs) that was that was the thing that stood out to me.
0: (laughs) I appreciate that Janelle is so vocal about her disdain for wedding receptions. She let it know be known multiple times to the family and their coordinator. She hates wedding receptions. They're boring. They're stuffy. I don't... It's not a great vibe to put out there, but as a viewer, I like to see (laughs) it.
1: It's not a great vibe, but part of me wonders, do you say that because you didn't get one?
0: Mm, Well, she says they're always so boring and like you have to sit there and you need a little bit of food and then you leave.
1: I wonder (laughs) if her opinion is more of from a point of attending a wedding versus being in one.
0: Yes, I would think so. Also, I would assume that their wedding or receptions in their church setting can be quite tame
1: yeah definitely there is no i love doing the married at first sight collab there is no husband's (laughs) gonna be grinding on the wife there is or or
0: getting the garter getting the garter
1: no (laughs) we are wearing a dress that covers our entire body a la christine yeah
0: i don't know you might get an ankle pink peak a cute nah. little ankle.
1: Nah, definitely a high sock. <laughs> it's cold. <Ew. laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so weird.
0: This is where we find out that Christine and Janelle both didn't have wedding reception. Christine says they're all living vicariously through Robin.
1: But but again.
0: No, that's it, not it, what that vibe it, says.
1: It never stops, though. It's why does this bee get to have all this shit that we did not get?
0: Yes. And it's costing way more.
1: Just just the the showing of like what you like, what you appreciate or what you value, and you know people could come to their defense and say, "Hey, when they got married, different time and place, different situations, different financial opportunities."
0: Which it was probably the reason. You I know, mean, they were like yeah. sharing a trailer. Now, I get it. now
1: it's different. We have more money. We're more. Uh, we have a stronger foundation. TLC is, we is have paying a, we for have this. We have a show now that's might <laughs> most likely paying for all this shit. Yeah, I I get it, but. The message it sends to the other wives is not cool.
0: Also, Christine tries to laugh it off as they're all living vicariously, but I think there's a little bit of, well, there is jealousy, but I mean more of like, damn, we're really doing all this for her and I don't even get a night or I don't get a date. He doesn't even talk to me.
1: Okay, something that just clicked into my brain. As we are watching all of these moments I wonder if these are days where Cody should be spending time with other wives. but it, if, is this the case where Robin is sort of, oh, it's your day with Cody. Oh, come dress shopping with me. Yes, oh, come I was come, come do happened. come do a cake t- yeah. uh, tasting with me. Yeah,
0: is this one of the wives' days? Where was, this like, was this like was this
1: like one day and it was robin's day with cody so it doesn't doesn't matter or are you
0: it was mary's day they did all of this you're right
1: because as the breadcrumbs we're gonna talk about what cody and robin did on their day yes we are right this is on a different wife's day cool interesting hate it okay i'm glad somebody listening to this made that connection like 20 minutes ago and they're like (laughs) you're fucking (laughs) late on it you're slow as hell
0: The coordinator asked Christine if she's okay sharing a menu with Janelle so they can go through the options, and Christine says, we share a lot.
1: Why? I I don't know their community. You know, that's not my thing, but...
0: Polyg humor.
1: Like, polyg, polyg humor and a little bit of how immature they are. I mean, they have polygamous friends living in Utah. Like I would just say, like, oh, yeah, we're polygamous. okay.
0: Well, I think it's looked down upon in their to be, in in
1: their location.
0: Well, yeah, because honestly, it's oh,
1: I see a little bit more conservative,
0: conservative, stereotypical. I mean, people make that joke about Utah at the time, but also being in their is it sect of their church? Like they're because they're not a part I see, of the mainstream I church, see.
1: which for the most part, everyone is a part of well, the mainstream a church. A lot. But that's what I mean. Just,
0: yeah. just a lot of people.
1: A lot of people are.
0: Yeah. So it's looked as like not the right thing to do
1: because honestly where we live if someone told me that i would just be like okay cool you're all poking, oh, i wouldn't care. you're all poking the same dude or gal hey, okay if you're happy, like
0: yeah. honestly that is my life philosophy like if you're happy and you're not hurting anyone i don't care
1: yeah i wouldn't have any crazy stereotypes or anything no. about someone
0: then we move on to the bridal shop we already touched on a little bit they try different dresses on Lots of styles of brown dresses.
1: Oh, you can tell the truth. Some of maybe the ugliest dresses.
0: <laughs> I mean, they weren't great. At this point, I want to point out that Christine is wearing three shirts.
1: <laughs> was there a point where Christine was wearing like a full yellow dress? Was that it? That was Mary.
0: She was wearing a full lime green with ruffles.
1: Lime green. Yes. Mary.
0: Maybe Girl. she was just trying the Mary. fit and they only had it in that color.
1: Mary. I know we said spring, but damn, you're going to like... We're
0: going to spring.
1: You're going to the... Op, you're going to highlighter. Yeah. You're literally the green highlighter right now.
0: We move on to Robin trying on dresses. It's fine, whatever. She's having fun. She's laughing. She's including the women. The women are having a great time. Honestly, a great bonding moment for these women.
1: It was nice. Honestly, even the most conservative one... Even Janelle's having a decent time.
0: Yes, she had a good time there. And to know this is all fake, that Robin is putting these women through this, that she can act like this in front of these women is absurd. And this is where the breadcrumbs come in. She talks about how important it is to have all of these people together to involve the family, to make decisions together. And you put on a performance. This was all fake.
1: You know the weird undertone to all this? Robin is enjoying the moment that it's all about her.
0: Very much so. Have you ever seen her happier so far?
1: But it's weird. This was... Honestly, there is nothing people can say against this that doesn't convince me that this this isn't wrong.
0: Oh, no. Like, I could not keep up that front. It feels so wrong. At one point, she says, I was waiting for the moment I found the one. And when I found it, it was a secret. So she never told the wives what dress she picked. She wanted to surprise everyone. And everyone's fine with that. They're like, that's great. We had a great time. We got to see one of potentially. We got to see the potential dress.
1: Do you think she tried on the dress that was already her? I, like, Because I don't, I don't remember the details, but like while they were all together, did she try on the actual dress she yes, picked yes. in that moment?
0: Yeah, because we saw it at the wedding. Like okay. I, I is remember it. The, is it, it the
1: long sleeve one?
0: I think it's the one with the little jacket. The little ja- yeah, okay. So was she happy because all the attention was on her or was she so happy to be scamming them? Because I think very little of Robin and honestly no, I No, I, I
1: think it was just an attention thing.
0: Oh, which is gross. Anyway, I mean, enjoy your bridal time, but you just, you started this wedding off on a secret on a lie and it's it's tainted on the couch cody smiles he's giddy he says i have a secret he says i picked the dress everyone is shocked even robin
1: he looked so Proud happy <laughs> like as he's telling them this he just looked so giddy and happy and just excited to let everybody know there is no ability to read the room Mm-mm. what is going on and what is going on in his head in this moment
0: why would you do that?
1: I do appreciate that not a single wife backed down.
0: No. Yeah. Everyone was like, this is wrong. Because it is.
1: Some people might say, get over it. Not a big deal. But just, think, just deal. think about the mental process that's going on. You are easily lying to these women that's scary. Like these are your sister wives and you can lie to them that easily. That's weird. They, they should have brought that up because then, uh, you know, whatever. We'll go into it, but eventually Cody, Cody Cody apologizes, but whatever. And then says, oh, I shouldn't have mentioned that. No, that is no. even worse. Yes. So it, you're either going to lie to me and then eventually tell me the truth or you're just going to lie to me and never tell me. Yeah. That's, that's not cool.
0: And hasn't, been, hasn't that been a pattern between Cody and Robin ever since? All the way to the current season, we constantly see them and see them get caught in lies. So we find out that Robin and Cody went to look at the dress and she picked the one that Cody wanted. Cody says, I think it's important. I don't think it's fair that I don't be involved. Why didn't you ever have this opinion before? Sir, you have more marriages than most people.
1: Christine mentions two things. One, she mentions, when is the groom ever a part of the wedding, especially the wedding dress piece? And also, fuck you. You just went fucking cake tasting. You're part of the fucking (laughs) process. Shut your mouth. And then she mentions, well, in my words, you could give a flying fuck what I wore on our wedding day.
0: Exactly. He was so disrespectful and so didn't really ever give a shit about Christine and definitely not about what she wore on her wedding day. And all of a sudden when it's Robin's wedding day, it's important he needs to be there, he needs to have an opinion, but never cared about the other wives.
1: Yeah, honestly, it doesn't matter who even brought it up. Either one of them should have said, you know, that's not that's not really a normal thing for like us to go dress shopping. And even then, you know these people are supposed to be soulmates right they were meant for each other i mean if you want that storyline isn't it the bride walks out and you've never seen her in the dress and she's just absolutely radiating and you're almost buckling to your knees you're about to cry (laughs) but you're like you've already you literally picked out the dress like what what are we doing here and even then isn't there like a whole thing like If you're like superstitious, aren't you just, aren't you not supposed to see the bride? Because like maybe that's bad luck. I mean, your family did kind of break apart and like crumble after this. Like, (laughs) you know, if we're thinking about being superstitious, I'm just kidding. But seriously, not cool.
0: No. Mary says it's a slap in the face. Janelle says it's weird. And Christine leaves the set saying she needs a few minutes.
1: And Cody tries to tell her, you don't have to do it this way.
0: Yeah. Well, you didn't have to do that.
1: Like, no, dude, I need to tell you, I need to show you in some way. This is not okay. Mm -hmm. I love Robin is trying to keep her cool, but it's interesting to see her, her face as she's probably going through the process of like, why did this idiot tell them? (laughs) And now they know I lied to them.
0: But her response was absolute shit. She never apologized even once. And I say here, have we ever seen her apologize for anything that she has done in any season? This is just one example where it is on her and Cody, let's be honest. But she let Cody apologize, but not her.
1: I'm going to take a mental note because I don't know off the top, but it'd be curious as we go to the rewatch if we ever see a moment like that.
0: Yes. So at this point, Cody looks pissed off. He flicks his hair back and crosses his legs so we can see his fabulous sandals
1: man you wear button-ups on the daily why on the day we're doing a professional fucking interview you got the flip-flops on
0: because <laughs> he figured out oh, like that table's there no one's gonna see my feet everyone sits on the couch together and janelle says that she felt betrayed it was something that all the women did together christine says it wasn't funny and you looked like an idiot Now, this is where I give Robin no credit. I'm even more disgusted with her. I'm disgusted by the lie. But then your response to being caught in your lie, she says, it wasn't funny because I asked him not to share with anyone to protect both experiences. I didn't feel it was necessary for you to know.
1: One, that experience was false. And two, if you didn't tell them, you are blatantly lying to them.
0: And she's basically saying, well, you weren't supposed to know. It was fine because you were not supposed to know.
1: Earlier, she mentions, I didn't feel it pertinent to tell you guys. Yes. The way your family is structured, and we mentioned this, I think, on the latest seasons when we're, we're podcasting about them, but this family needs to Mm Over-communicate. There's way too many fucking people. There's way too many kids. You need to, things need to be communicated. What are the kids doing? What are we doing? When is everyone's day? What is the plan? Over-communicate. Yes. I don't care if you think it's pregnant. You better fucking tell me.
0: I totally agree. I hate the deflecting that Robin is doing. You just say it. You fucked up. You're sorry that you, this experience was a lie and that I ruined this experience for you guys that we could have really bonded. You need to be vulnerable and you need to own up to it because what she's doing would piss me off more. And I'm going to call you out on it. And no one, no one called her out on it. You'd probably
1: say, aren't you going to apologize? You're fucking, you fucking lie to us.
0: Yes. This whole thing's a fucking lie now. Mm. And you don't even care enough. Your response is, well, it, I didn't think it was important. You shouldn't have known. Not appropriate. And then we get a really interesting scene on the couch of Christine and Cody having what I perceive to be a real conversation. It is this, it is if the other wives just kind of weren't in the room. But in saying that, I also feel like Cody wouldn't be this responsive if a camera wasn't on him. So everything Christine was saying was real. I don't know if Cody's responses were real. Christine says, I need you to step it up because I know you can, okay? I will step it up for you too, I promise. Cody says, please be forgiving. Christine says, please be patient. Robin is looking at Cody and Christine just tearing up.
1: We mentioned this actually in episode five, the previous episode, We can confirm, Robin does not cry on every episode.
0: I didn't look in the background. I'm not willing to give her that title of not crying in one episode.
1: It's the start of... And kids and the parents mention this, where Robin always cries. Yes. And I'm just curious if she can't handle the pressure, so she just defaults to crying as a protective mechanism. Yeah, but going back to the Christine and Cody conversation, that moment when Christine's talking about herself stepping up like i need cody i need you to step up i feel like in some ways christine tries to word it as like for all the wives but i think deep down she's just talking directly to cody and saying you're fucking up this family right now like you need to fix some shit
0: yeah i totally agree and i will always say she has never not been clear she the fact that you could say that this divorce came out of nowhere. Cody never fixed anything, let it fester, let it grow, and then is just shocked. How is Robin shocked? She's been there for all of these conversations.
1: Yeah, I don't know how they remember things differently. But it yes. is it is interesting to see how how different things can be perceived.
0: Oh, well, this is like seasons later. Maybe next season, actually. But... When they go to San Diego for 11 days, why don't we care about the tender children, even her own tender children?
1: that That is such a good point. Wow.
0: I was thinking about that the other day. Like Again, it's like
1: at the correct time, using the children to control the narrative I am yes. really I'm not a big fan of that. No. I'm really not.
0: Leave the kids out of all of your shit. Yeah. on that fun note. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, these fucking, these 22 episodes are fucking hitters.
0: Yes, because, I mean, it allows hitters. us to cover two episodes a week, which is really nice.
1: That's super nice. But again, just the content, the scenes. Oh, it's key now, moments. we're probably eventually going to run into some, some storylines that are really dry. I
0: know, but season one's a hitter.
1: I mean, yeah, TLC was like, "Uh, we need to re- re-up them. This yeah, is good.
0: Yeah. I'm going to be so sad the day this show ends because we have been watching it for so long.
1: I can't wait to go to Vegas.
0: Oh, in the show. I, for some reason, I thought you meant just like now.
1: Love it. Can't wait. <laughs> in their stupid emergency move.
0: Yeah, that has to be next season.
1: Love it. Last note, thank you to everyone that's been giving us five-star reviews. Yes. We really appreciate all of you. We read every single review we share it with each other ellie will say oh my god we got another review and like, just the great feedback you all have given us thank you so much please keep listening please keep communicating At from the fryer hit us up
0: okay one more side tangent because would it be the podcast without them so i had a goal for us so we never plug like leave us a review or anything like it i don't know i feel weird saying it so i just don't if you guys want to great if not that's fine But I had just like an internal goal of like, I hope we hit 50 reviews by the end of the year. And we currently have over 80. So it's crazy. That's fucking wild. You guys blew my goal that I let no one know about (laughs) out of the water. So I really appreciate you. You guys are so kind and always really nice. And you make my day. And Thank you so much. All right. I think that was the last side tangent. Take care, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you.